ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's that time. It's that time for the Lo-Fi Top 5 today. We are talking about the gridiron. We're talking about guys sweating. It's gross. We're talking about just alphas just smashing into each other at full speed for no good reason. Jeremy, how much do you love football? Hey, are we recording yet? Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're recording. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, as a Canadian, I'm going to fess up. I was not a football fan most of my uh, adolescence until, until I'll share my story very, very briefly. 1996, uh, you know, while you're what, middle schooling? Yeah. Middle schooling. So I'm, uh, I'm finishing up college in Pittsburgh and 96 is the Steelers versus the Cowboys. Sure was. And let me tell you something. If you are living in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the Super Bowl, you are a, St- a Steelers fan for life. Yep. Like, I maybe I'm sure there's some people who like are like I hate this team. You know, I'm sure there's some of those. Sure. But it was the most addictive thing everywhere. I got like a flag for my car. You know, I I don't think I face painted, but I certainly did arrange a big Super Bowl viewing party at a local bar. Sure. And my favorite last moment, and I know we're, uh, we're we don't hit potty potty talk very much. But in the men's restroom on the urinals were Dallas Cowboys logos. Yep. And it said very broadly, P on Dion. That's, first of all, wonderful marketing. I love yes. that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was 11. That was, a big, that was a big year for me. I am a diehard Steelers fan and have been my whole life. Uh, that I can from before with. then, like before 11. Yeah. So the very quick backstory for me is grew up in a house with a single mother who didn't really care about football. I was a product of the early nineties. So everybody I knew was Cowboys, 49ers, Giants. Mm. And I've never really been a front runner with the exception of Michael Jordan. Cause everybody loved the bulls, including me, but I'm actually a Knicks fan. But the, Basically, I couldn't root for the 49ers or the Cowboys because everybody else did. And I was like, oh, literally being a little kid, I was like, I'll be a Giants fan. My mom was like, no, you won't. They play in New Jersey and we don't root for teams that play in New Jersey. I was like, Mm. okay. And literally Steelers, big, scary linebackers, LeVon Kirkland and Jay Gilden and these monsters. And they were terrifying and played a 3-4 defense. And I was like, they're different. And those uniforms are awesome. Here we are. Years later, I've got 50 terrible towels. I own way too many men's jerseys that I <laughs> And here we go. I love football. I love football. Very good. Very good. So I think they've made a couple of movies about the topic. They've made, well, <laughs> not couple. as many as you might think. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said a couple. Not like a bajillion. Not like the ample pool. I, I, there are less Football movies than football teams is one of the things I've discovered. Yeah, that's that's very accurate. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> when I went to put my list together, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll just rip through a bunch of movies and then I'll rank them." And I ripped through all the movies I could think of and went, "I've got to be missing movies." And then went to do the research thing and went, "Nope, that's all of them." <laughs> yeah, I did the same. I I definitely stumbled on some some titles that I know I haven't seen that are really well regarded and. We'll maybe see at some point. I, you know, it's they're not they're not really grabbing me to go watch them at this point. Like, and I was really surprised. I was really surprised that there were not more. I, I think, given this country's absolute obsession with the sport, yeah, it it feels like the in particular the eighties and nineties should have been rife with football movies. I could see it now, like where where most of the money of filmmaking comes internationally, and it's probably a much harder sell. Sure. But still, like, America, come on, get some more. And a couple that don't take place in, in this rural town in Texas, please. Just, I, just yeah, more yeah. than 
like a couple. Well, the thing that I found most surprising in thinking about why aren't there more football movies is that there is a tremendous amount of really good football player stories, like individual stories, mm-hmm. and there's none of that. Like there's only, you know, no spoiler or whatever. There's one on, on that I thought of that's like, oh, that's a movie about a guy who plays football and it's a football movie. Right. But I was like, how are there not other versions of that? How are there not like – the Deion Sanders. How is there not a movie about Bo Jackson? Like, I just have a lot of questions about that. It made no sense. Jerry Rice. Yeah, there's oh, so many. My my hunch is that some of these people probably their lives actually aren't that dramatic, right? Like, they were, you know, if if at the end of the day, if you grew up in a fine home and yeah. were, you know, weren't subjected to awful parenting and had food to eat and went to school and didn't almost fail out and didn't almost get hit by a car or whatever other thing and just kind of played football and were really good at it. You know, that's not, that not, not, not a lot of movies to be made of such a story. Yeah. But lie, just lie. <laughs> so I actually, it's funny while doing this, I had, a, I had a thought, I was like, all right, if I were to make a football movie, if I were to come up with a story, like what kind of movies are there? And I, I was realizing like, to your point lying, like it's such an easy topic to make stories of. Yeah. Right. It's, it's bewildering, but anyhow, Anyhow, we should probably get into the to the lists and the movies and the talking and the whatnots. We should. All right. So that means we're going to start with our Shawshank. So for those of you who do not remember the Shawshank in our very first episode is the most rewatchable movie of all time. We are both going to die on that hill because we're right. Uh, for that reason, we have named it the the basically the best movie that doesn't even require being spoken about if there's a category definer. But we might talk about it anyway because we can't help ourselves. Jeremy, you go first this week. Look at me remembering things. Just kidding. You told me before we started recording. Do you have a Shawshank? Yeah, sort of. I have a sort of Shawshank. So I have a movie I'm going to call out right now. We're going to have a quick, quick, quickie chat because it sort of would have been my Shawshank, but I'm also sort of restricting it in a weird way. Okay. The movie, I mean, I'm not even going to give you a clue. Your guess of what movie I would I would put there is. It's probably Rudy. Right. So... While doing this list, and I was thinking a lot about Rudy because Rudy is my favorite football movie of all time. The more I thought about it, the more I've sort of come to this meandering statement that, that might be a little triggery, but it's not my intent, is that I don't think Rudy's really a football movie. I am so happy you said that because I don't have it anywhere on my list because I made it not a football movie. Yeah, Rudy's a, a brilliant, I mean, it is the best movie ever made that has football in it. Sure. And, you know, and, and look, if we had to stretch the list, it would be there. But really, it's a movie about Rudy Rudiger and his, I mean, amazing story. Lo- love it. Rewatched it a few weeks ago. Sure. But the actual football footage in the movie, I should have timed it. My guess is that there's probably about eight minutes at most of game time, maybe about 10 minutes at most of practice time. And that's it. Yeah. 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 So I, so I, I like the non Shawshank for this because like it's one of those weird things where and I was having a conversation with my buddy Fazio about like and both of us obviously were like Rudy and I'm like no it's not really a football movie it has football parts but it has football parts like other movies that have nothing to do with football have football parts it's not really about football it's about a guy and his family <laughs> right and then it culminates on a football field and by the way it's, I mean, it's a top 10 movie all time for me probably it's just sure. not a football movie right for sure Okay. Yeah, you could, and you could hate football and really enjoy this movie. I think so, everybody should love this movie, even if they hate football, because it's not about football. 
Right. And you know, my working theory that if you watch Rudy start to finish uninterrupted and you're not multitasking and you don't have at least like welled up tears ready to spill in your eyes, you might just be a sociopath. I don't think there's a might about that. If the end scene, when they start like in the end, I'm spoiling Rudy a little bit, but in the end, when they start chanting his name and that one linebacker, whose name I always forget that huge lineman starts doing it. And he's got like that weird sort of lispy voice. And he starts, it's like, if, if that doesn't hit you right in the feels, you're a monster. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So that was my nod to Shawshank. What about you? I do have one. Do you now? I do because the more I thought about this, the more it really came to just like the top of the list. So September of 2000, I'll give you five words. Oh, do you have actually no? Do you just have a guess or do you want me to give you the five words? Uh, well, the mere fact that it's 2000 points me at what I thought you might have gone with. Okay. But I will hear your five words out. So the five words are recall the gladiators. Ah, my five words for this were don't forget Greek gods' parents. There you go. Yeah. So remember the Titans. So the more I thought about football movie, I'm like, all right, movie about football. It's got to be like a football movie. I mean, remember the Titans is uh, it is the football movie. It's about football. Everything about it is about. Now, listen, there's a bunch of other amazing undertones. It has the Denzel effect, which is amazing. But. It's it's brilliant, highly rewatchable. Yeah, remember the Titans. It's a it's, that is if, if you were going to make a football movie, you should watch that and go. If I can't do it that well, I shouldn't do it. Fair enough. I have this top five, so I'm I'm ready to actually have a, a little chitty chatty about it today. Go in, go go right in. That gives you the excuse to to jump right in too. The this movie, I would. Uh, by the way, and I know we've we've sort of pulled w- really far away from Metacritic at this point, but I did go check because I was curious. 48. Oh, nonsense. That's nonsense. Right? Like, it's definitely not a 48. But uh, moving on. The biggest issue I have with this movie at all is the amount that they try to weave this as this true story. Because it's just not. It's it's a made-up story about... Um, it, it's a true series of events that they twisted into a underdog tale. Right. And the reality check on Remember the Titans, for those who don't know, a little trivia for you is that actually the teams that got merged, right? So basically it's a team from a white district, a team from a black district. The teams that got merged were actually both their best teams. And so you actually had this powerhouse team that went on to not lose anything. Like they they were, (laughs) (laughs) it's like whatever, whatever the exact opposite of the underdog is, that was them. There's a, Coach I used to have who used to say that team could win practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think the Titans probably could have taken on a, at least a college team, if not a pro team. So, we're, you know, if we take out that dramatic license of the storytelling, other than that, I agree with you in every way. And and by the way, it is actually a great script. If they had actually just made this up as a fictional story, I don't think anybody anywhere would have had issues with it. No, it's just a good story. Yeah. yeah. So here's a question for you. Was Denzel a good coach or not? Yes. Sure? Pretty sure. Because there's part of me that thinks the other guy actually was a better coach. Like Denzel did the bring them all together thing really well. But Will Patton, I think, was a – like any time they had conflict, if you actually heard what the other guy – it's Will Patton, right? That's yeah. I got the right guy. Yeah. yeah. What, what his character wanted to do, whatever plays they were, actually seemed better every time. So I'm going to be super nerdy about football right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, what I want. But that's a head coach's job. 
right? Mm. Like that's why they have offensive and defensive coordinators. That's why when you look at the the roster of coaches on an NFL team, there's a running back coach and a quarterback. Like you need people who are specialized at that thing. Your thing is setting all of them together and making sure that it all makes sense and that it jives. And in certain instances, you have guys who are more like, you know, Parcells, a defensive minded, like you've got different kinds of coaches, but a head coach's job is to coach the coaches and the coaches, those coaches job is to make sure that they make the best decisions on behalf of that coach. So he did good. He's great. Okay. Yeah. I also Denzel Washington could, I literally would watch him like clean plates. <laughs> oh, I got, I, I don't no question about Denzel. It was more of the, the coaching job of Denzel's character, not the acting job of Mr. Washington. Oh, no, I know. And and, and that's the, the understood, heard, understood, acknowledged. Uh, I just think, yeah, I, I would say he's a great coach because he puts his coaches in a position to make decisions and then trust them when it's on the line. And he did, mm. and it works. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. But By the way, one thing I noticed, I was looking at this and some of the other titles, which I'm sure we'll share between us. The, the football movies made in the 90s and early 2000s, the cast – it's like the MCU quality of like who yep. they like everybody, every great actor. There's not a lot of pool here, but in some way, every great actor seems to have touched a football movie somewhere. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. That's yeah, nuts. The acting in, in Remember the Titans was so good. That was so good. All those kids were so good. All right, buddy, you get the pick now. All right. So we're going to get this out of the way. August 11th, 2000. I'm not going to give when, you another 2000. Yeah, I, I can give you, yeah, I'll give you, let's see, Reese Ifans and John Favreau. <laughs> 2000. John Favreau is in a football movie in 2000? Oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, looking like now I'm looking at the, the last few that I just wrote down, but I don't know much about them. What what are we talking about? I, I don't know what, I, I have no, you got me. I don't know. What is this? So five do, words, sta- yeah. stand-ins. Oh, the replacements. Yeah. I, I, you know, what's funny is that I have it written down. I just didn't write the year down. I actually, in my head thought it was a mid nineties movie. That's why I was so stumped. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I have talked about the replacements before. Uh, it was a long time ago to be clear. Cause I think I it believe was- it was one of your top five most rewatchable movies of all time, which I have since recanted because it was <laughs> the very first episode and I was figuring it out and I forgot that, you know, you could pick any movie ever. You were young, um, needed the money. I needed, I was young, needed the money. So I, needed, I was young, I needed the audience. <laughs> uh, however, in this context, I stand behind this pick because replacements is squarely about football the whole time. Lots of on-field stuff, lots of practice time, Hackman coaching, bunch of like different players, bad players, good players. I mean, it is a football movie. It is squarely a football movie, and I would argue it is one of the better fun it's just a fun football movie. They didn't do anything crazy. It's not like, you know, they weren't trying to win an Oscar. They were being silly and they nailed it. And I love it. I think it's a great, it's one of those movies for football fans. I think that if it's on, you're like, yeah, we're going to watch some of the replacements now. (laughs) What's funny is I I know I've told the story before, but this movie's come up a few times and it's in my category where I saw it once. I had a really great time. I'm convinced that it wasn't actually very good and won't watch it again just just to keep it in that sweet memory spot where where I have it. Just like I should have done with Tron. Should have never rewatched that one. Yeah, and I think I've encouraged you not to. Um, right. Because there's no reason. Like, it's it's a great time, and 
it holds a special place in my heart when it's on. I'm like, I love this movie. It's just, it's Keanu Reeves. Orlando Jones is hilarious. John Favreau is in this movie as like a tank of a dumb person. It's really funny. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And right, anytime Reese Iphens is anything, I, I just enjoy him so much. So, yeah, it's great. Why didn't we get more Orlando Blue, uh, Orlando Jones? Jones. I yeah. don't know. Because he's hilarious. I agree. And there was a, there was like, he was having a moment in that like late nineties, early two thousands, then just sort of maybe made a couple bad movies or something. I got to go look that up now. I haven't thought about him in a long time. He's great. I'm a big fan of him. He's a funny guy. Yeah. All right. Let's go to my list. I'm going to do my most obvious pick. I think 1986 cast includes Jan hooks. You know, who Jan hooks is right. Yeah. From uh, SNL. Yep. And McKelty Williamson. Okay. I know both those people. Feral chasers of small rodents. Wildcats. <laughs> Wildcats it is. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about this movie before, but we're going to football and I can't, you know, I, I would probably need a you to vouch for how good the football sequences are. I rewatched this movie about two months ago. It was really fun. It's got a little like 80s-ness to it that makes it a very, like, if all the if the opening credits now had like back in 1986 dot 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 you know it'd be fine right um, it you know though it does t- it, you know it, it pulls in a lot of mid 80s tropes like this like the single mother who can't possibly overcome right. the uh, the the overly misogynistic father and co- other coaches and all that kind of it, it leads into that a little bit but that's okay because we still have those issues today so it hold up just as fine yeah right. Um, Goldie Hawn's great in it. This is like, I think, Pete Goldie Hawn. This or Saving, um, not Saving Private Ryan, uh, Private Benjamin. Right. And no one's saving her, but just Private Benjamin. Sure. It's a fun movie. I still, I'm still just, I, you know, it's time for you to watch this movie. Yeah, this is the one. Like, you did a Would You Watch This forever I did. ago. And I don't. This is one of those movies where I'm really positive I saw it at some point because there's like there are parts of it that really ring a bell, but like I couldn't tell you a single thing about it except I think their uniforms were black. Like I don't remember anything else. Yeah, they're black and silver or black and gray. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's it. So I can't speak to whether this is a good football movie or not. I know that it's highly regarded by people who like 80s films and Goldie Hawn. I mean, that was like sort of peak Hawn. So definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find a way to get you to watch it, but I'll watch it. Big, big fan of Wildcats a lot. And it does have a lot of football in the movie and it does seem fairly legit. There's a couple of, you know, hinky moments like, like any good sports movies got to do, Sure. but I like it. Okay. Wildcats. I like it. It's a good pick. All right, so sticking on that theme of peak stuff, let's go November 6th, 98. I feel like that might be enough. Uh, But I'll give you... Oh, let's do Clint Howard and Jerry Reed. 98. Clint Howard and Jerry Reed. I know who they both are. I know this movie because I know we've talked about it, I think, or I, I, I think it came up in my research. Is this the, well, give me the five words. I have, I have a hunch, but give me the five words. Five words should give it away. Aqua Young Man. Oh, this is, uh, this is Waterboy. This is Waterboy. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I have this in my Pong, and I didn't write down the year. I'm, I'm trying actually to leave some years out a little yeah. bit more and get, let me, let me, leave me a little more confused with your, with your clever clues. 
so the water boy is about football for sure. There's a fair amount of football in it. I think the whole, like, and this is, this is based on the conversation I have with my buddy Fazio again. I sort of forgot how big the, you know, Gatorade was like that <laughs> became a thing for a fair amount of time. Uh, I also would argue, I think that this and Happy Gilmore were sort of the best version of Adam Sandler we ever got. Mm, I would say it's Billy and Happy, but this is definitely, those are my two peak, but this is this is the the very next best. And so the reason I picked those these two, the reason I think Waterboy more than, I think you could do Billy or Happy, because Billy or Happy is him just being him. This is him. Doing, this is him doing a character. Fair, but this is the kind of character he needed to. This is like when this is before he started making inexcusably dumb movies. Which right, Bobby Boucher was like just the right kind of Sandler. Yeah, like, this is Lunch Lady Sandler. Like this is the Sandler I want. Yeah. Like be absolutely. It should make no sense. It should be dumb, but it should be a good time. Like, but not like Jack and Jill. Like that's unforgivable. Like this, you is, hate that movie. I've never seen it. it. Just the fact that he made it makes me so mad at him because I like him so much. I think he's so funny, but there's just like, and he had a string of stuff like you know, like the with the with all his buddies where he's just on vacation with his friends and filming stuff. It's just like, yeah. hey guys, let's fly to Hawaii and make a movie. What's it about? I don't know, but let's get there and have some cameras. Yeah, who cares? Nick Swartzen will make it funny, and for the most part, all those movies have a redeemable quality or moment here or there, like they do because he is genuinely really funny. But like. Waterboy is tight. Waterboy is a yeah. tight comedy. Like from the beginning to end, like all three acts, it's like, yup, this is a comedy. This is a slapstick comedy. It knows what it is. And it, it sings, man. It's good. And he was hilarious. He was absolutely hilarious. And it's a great football movie, by the way. Like it is a defense. Gonna, it made, it made a movie about defense. And I love defense. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch this. I actually want to go check the rating. Cause if it's uh if it's not, if it's nothing too over the top, maybe it's a good week weekend movie with the kids this weekend. Yeah. Fun. I think what's funny is that, so I think it's, it's PG 13. Uh, it got a 41 on Metacritic, which is like, clo- it's way too close to remember the Titans. <laughs> right. It's more like, you know, I still remember that Billy Madison's like a 16. So, <laughs> right. which is right. You know, it's not a good movie. It's hysterical, but it's not good, you know. Well, yeah, but this is when, like, again, Sailor wasn't making this movie for most. He was making no. it for a very specific audience. And for that audience, it was almost perfect. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Well, then, I'm going to go from here. I've got a related movie in a way. Let's see how we do here. 1974. Ooh, 74. Okay. With Bernadette Peters and Richard Keel, who you know as Jaws from Moonraker. Sure. Yeah. Oxymoronic description of three feet. Uh, Okay. So this is the original Burt Reynolds Longest Yard. Correct. I've never seen this. I figured you hadn't. uh, I've seen both. The new one is definitely funnier. I would actually, I'll say actually that's another one of Sandler's like stronger fun movies. Not great, but not, not the train wrecks that he ended up doing after it. Right. This movie's a little grimmer than the remake because it's the seventies. Sure. You know, and, and like seventies, you know, I just rewatched the conversation. I've just been rewatching a few other seventies stuff. And like, I forget how like, really grim gritty dark nasty movies they would they made in the 70s like they you know and and the the soundtracks were so um discordant 
that anything bad happening was like really like nails on the chalkboard bad all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's right. But Burt Reynolds in his prime, like this, and then uh, then then Cannonball Run and and all those, and then all the way to like Boogie Nights. But this movie, I'm torn between this and. I don't know if I want to go with Cannonball Run or Smokey. Probably Smokey. Probably Smokey. Probably Smokey. But this is like when watching Bert on screen was just fun. You know, all of the who was it? Was it Norm McDonald who did him on uh, SNL? Yeah, he did it really well. Like you just wanted to watch Bert Reynolds. I don't know if he was a good person or not a good. I don't know anything about the guy to be honest, other than you told me this own Boogie Nights, which I found fascinating. Yeah. But I remember watching this movie and just just wanting to watch him. And they made that they made, by the way, the football with the prisoners and the guards. It's the same story as the remake. But they made it again, dark, heavy, but like football-y, like muddy and like, you know, like nice. just sort of like you know the the nastiest football you could you could picture, right? And they were slugging each other and doing all that. So it's probably not the best actual football, but the football is such the story in this one that. I wanted to put it on my list because it's one of those movies that's not going to make a lot of lists. Yeah. No, it probably won't. And I've heard really good things about this as a football movie. I, it's just, I just didn't see it. Like, I don't have it. It's not like I've stayed away from it. I just haven't seen it. I don't have a good Fair enough without seeing it, but I haven't. All right. Uh, let's go to my, I'm getting more football as we go on. This one's kind of a, this one's very much a nod to my youth. Uh, so October 14th, 1994. I can't imagine you ever saw this movie. But well, that's okay. 1994. Uh, I'll try to make it as obvious as possible with the cast. So uh, Devon Sawa or Devon Sowa. Do you know who that is? Sowa? I don't. Oh, really? He was such a big deal to my generation. He was like a Tiger Beat kid. You would know him. Oh, okay. Him. Probably. And Ed O'Neill. Oh, is this, uh, I had this written. Is this the Little Giants? Yeah, I loved Little Giants, man. <laughs> this is such a good movie. What were your five words? Uh, five words were small, enormous people. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I have seen this, but just like the ones. You know, it was one of those. I remember watching it. I remember it was cute. Yeah, that's okay. We're done. That's basically it. I mean, like it was, it, it's, I was nine. It was about young kids playing football. Uh, it was it was Devon Sawa, Devon Sawa. I've never, I've actually never known how to say his name and I still don't obviously, uh, but I don't care either. He was great. Uh, it was about like youth football. It was about a ragtag team against the bigger team. It's every football movie you've ever seen, but kidified and kidified in a really fun way. And Becky O'Shea as Icebox was nothing short of hysterical. And actually, uh, if you think about it, this movie was like, pretty progressive in a lot of ways uh, because it it featured a female lead playing a male dominated sport, which is dope. Like it's just a, that's a dope concept. Like even in the early nineties, like that wasn't happening a lot where they're like, no, we're going to make this girl who's not a princess. I mean, they have a couple like, you know, Oh my God, she's pretty scenes, which you can't, <laughs> you can't escape from that time period. But it's football, and I think the annexation of Puerto Rico is like a play that anybody who has seen this movie like really thinks fondly of. <laughs> nice, yeah. I, I, is it? Uh, what was, have you seen it at all recently? Is it? Is it uh, worth with the kids? Oh yeah, it's it's super fun. Like it's a kid movie. Like this is squarely in that big, at least by memory of like that time period. 
was like they were really good at making movies for kids. It still has some adult stuff in it. Also, like just the the back and forth between Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill in this movie is pretty great. Those two are great. I, I vaguely remember that. Uh, the yeah, the '90s was a great time for like family friendly kids and sports movies. Yeah. I have no idea where they stopped making them. Feels I like don't either. They should just yeah. go back to it and that make them so scary and serious because that's what they do now. Is everything's like some like you know just make the Mighty Ducks and make Little Giants again. It's just great. Right. Why not? Why not? All right. 2004. Okay. Connie Britton and Amber Heard. Okay. I know who they are. I think I know what this is. Go ahead. Bulbs at the week's end. Okay. So this is Friday Night Lights. It is. And I'm glad you have this in your top five because I want to talk about it in a different way. But go ahead. Okay. I'm very curious. Uh, this is this is sort of my... I think this is one of my... This is in my Remember the Titans level of they made, they made this great movie... This small town, Texas. I mean, the t- the show was was brilliant, but the movie was great too. And I think it really may even more than Remember the Titans exemplify that. Um, I don't know that 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 youthful. Everybody's rallied around the team. Football's really important to the town. I think it shows that side of Americana in a really true light. You know, or a true wish, you know, I've, I haven't lived in small town Texas or anything, but it really felt very real to me when I saw it. And again, I can't give great commentary on how good the football itself actually is. Unfortunately, it seemed pretty good to me. What, what would be your uh, what would be your statement on the football movie, buddy? So I'm going to give you my next movie and we'll talk about them in conjunction. Oh, is okay. your next movie Varsity Blues? Sure is. Because <laughs> I was torn between the two is which one made it here and which one went to Pond. So I think that I am I think I'm in the minority here. And I think that might be because Friday Night Lights, the show, did so well and was supposedly really good. I never watched it. I never watched the whole thing. I watched a few episodes. It's in my when I need another drama to start watching one day. I'm only worried that I might like it might get too dated at some point, but from the way the show looked, I doubt that it will. No, I think people, I mean, people still swear by that show. And Ron, whatever his name is, supposedly is like really, really good in it. And I'm sure he is. Hmm. I, I am on I am on Team Varsity Blues, though. Like, I just think if you put the two movies side by side, the acting in Varsity Blues is better. I think the action in Varsity Blues is better. Like, they're both great, by the way. Like, I like both of them. This is not like a knock on Friday Night Lights. It's also a really good movie. I really like it. I just think that if you put them next to each other, I think basically Varsity Blues does all the things Friday Night Lights does a little bit better. That's fair. I I have a third movie if we're doing this little quick roundtable on these kind of movies, because I think there is a third to to put in the mix. Go ahead. That would be We Are Marshall. So We Are Marshall is a a strong contender in my contender pong. I was like, yeah, I think it's it's below both of these. We Are Marshall, which my five words for that is us is college, just because it made me laugh. Um, But I think that like because of the true story nature of it, I I kind of have that in a different bucket than these two, even though these two, I'm sure, are loosely based on real events to some extent, just because of the South. Fair. Yeah, but it's fair. That's fair. I think the I don't remember if we are Marshall. I've only seen that like once, and I can't remember how much football there is. I don't. I feel like there's a pretty fair good amount. Okay. Pretty good amount. Yeah, I, I have the three in FNL Varsity Blues. We are Marshall was my because one was in each of the lists. So that's that's how I roll with that. So 
I, I think the the biggest challenge is I think the three of them all have certain. Um, you could have put some of the scenes in any of the movies, and they sort of would have worked. Kind yeah. of thing, like sure. that similar kind of tone and in, in everything. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think realistically, the three of them would have made the perfect movie if you just jammed all three together because they were all missing some stuff, and they probably do the things they do poorly. The other ones do better. I just like Varsity Blues to me is just such a good cast too. Like I just think it's a better acted movie. Like James Vanderbeek and Paul Walker were both great. John Voight, even though apparently he's like a horrible person, was really good. And Ron Lester, who is Billy Bob. Billy Bob is like I think one of the most iconic sports characters of my generation. Like he just is a he's a keeper. Has gone through like, <laughs> the most absurd physical transformation of any human ever. He's like a monster now. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like, like not like CrossFit. Like he carries houses and stuff. Like he's a beast, and it's so cool to like see him wow. now. Like he's this big, awesome looking dude. Um, yeah, it's good. Amy Smart was also better. I just think every character I like better in Varsity Blues. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, what's your next pick? No, yeah, uh, you get to go because oh, that, that was, was oh, because you drafted off FNL, right? Yeah. All right, so this looks to be my last one. Yeah. Going back to '86, a movie I doubt you've seen or heard of, other than me casually referencing it occasionally on the cast. Okay. Cast includes Charlie Sheen and Winona Ryder. I mean, what's up, guys? Know both of them, obviously. Now, I'm going to give you a clue that'll get you the movie. I'm pretty confident, but you probably still don't even realize it was a movie. Uh, so the five words I will give you is, he takes the lid off. He takes the lid off. Uh, Charlie Sheen. He takes the lid off. It's not doing it for me. Hmm, what if I were to give the, the, the five words reference a 90s song that was like a definite one-hit wonder for some uh, whoever I don't even know? Oh, I'm really good at one-hit wonders, so that makes me sad that I'm not getting this. The song was Lucas with the Lid Off. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Remember that song? Uh, barely, but yeah. Uh, that was that was hot for like three weeks. Yeah, potentially. I believe you. We'll go find it on Spotify after this. Maybe maybe we get maybe we outro with it. I don't know. Ooh. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Today this is Schrodinger's outro music. Okay. Uh <laughs> so the movie's called Lucas. It's from eighty six, as I said. It stars a, a waifishly young Corey Haim. Oh, love, as love a Corey. like, basically, he's like the nerdiest kid in the school and decides he wants to play football. And I, I'm going to miss some of the plot points because I haven't seen it in like 40 years or whatever, 30 years. Carrie Green's the cute girl. She's one from Goonies. She's the cheerleader. Like she's his friend, but you know, he's, he's a, he's very, very waifish, tries out for the football team. I'm pretty sure there's a moment like you're going to get killed kind of thing. Cause sure. like Charlie Sheen is the quarterback and it's, it's much more like red Dawn Charlie Sheen than it is like two and a half men, Charlie Sheen. Sure. And he's, you know, everybody's mean to him and you know, he's gritty. It's sort of like Rudy, but much, much worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's a high school movie. So, you know, but there is that scene where he gets tackled massively and like everybody thinks he's dead on the field and he slowly gets up and gets an applause. I'm sure he gets carried off the field in a heroic way. But I just, you know, so I, I can't attest to much of this movie, but I wanted it on my list. I've been waiting to bring it into some point somewhere. I'm not even going to tell you whether or not you should see it. But I have fond memories of it from the 80s because we saw those movies over and over and over again. I must have seen poor little Corey Haim get his glasses knocked off his face into the dirt a hundred times. 
That sounds about right. So I've never heard of this movie, and I just Googled it because I wanted to see the cover art because that's usually a thing for me where I go, oh, okay, rings no bells. Two things, that, two things that jump out at me, though. 75 on Metacritic. It's yeah. really, That's really high. And the very first review that they have is, this is all it says, one star. This movie is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> I love that. All right, that's great. I'll watch. It. You know, I'll watch it. I love. I love baby Corey Haim. Why not? It is baby Corey. By the yeah, way. he looks really young in that cover. Really yeah. young. Uh, all right. Now on to what I think is probably my most important pick. <laughs> uh, December sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine. This cast is absurd. Uh, let's do Matthew Medine and Bill Bellamy. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm going to, well, what's your five words? Potentially apt weekend. Potentially apt. Any given Sunday? Any given Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So listen to this cast. <laughs> and this isn't even all of them. This is just who's there. Charlton Heston, John C. McGinley, Elizabeth Berkeley, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Bill Bellamy, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Matt Modine, Jim Brown, LL Cool J, Jamie Foxx, Cameron Diaz, James Woods, Dennis Quaid, Al Pacino. Yeah, this is that era where Oliver Stone could just pull in anybody he wanted. Yeah. And be like, we're going to go make a movie. Come on board. Yeah, basically Oliver Stone just canceled all these people's plans and said, I'm going to make something way too long, super bloated, and very, very unnecessarily aggro. You guys are in, right? And they all right. went, yup. So here's the thing. This movie bummed me out when I first saw it and still bums me out because with okay. that kind of cast, this movie should be so much better. It should just be so much better. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying so far. This is in the, uh, it was it was fine. Yeah. It's there. There's. It's inexcusable that this movie's not great. And by the way, exactly. it's fine. It's fine. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not taking anything out from it. It's fine. But with this kind of cast and the writers they had on it, I I just don't understand how they didn't make it better. Yeah, that's that's the question here. Is how especially the cast Stone. I mean, there's. It's it's sort of. It sort of gets a worse rap because it's just it, because it's just fine, right? It's like a B minus when when everything else around it's an A or an A plus, right? Yeah, this is one of those movies that, like, given the technology we have now, I would love for somebody to just go chop and screw this, like, go edit this and make it better because the story's right. not terrible. It's not great. They just took a lot of lazy. It's just lazy. The whole thing was kind of like. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can chop it up. I think you need to do. You know, maybe you can CGI a couple of scenes if you need them. But you need a slightly. The premise itself, I think, just wasn't tight. Everything just wasn't tight. It was like they needed to pull in a couple of people and rewrite. It, it's. It's almost like I could picture it the same way you. If you ever saw some of the stuff with Lucas and the Phantom Menace, where it was like people in the room were like look at each other, like, do we tell them it's not great? Right. Nah, let's not tell them. You know, yeah. I feel like it, it could have been one of those. Like Stone maybe was on such a roll. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know. It's such a phone in movie. All of that said, 
from a football standpoint, mm. I think there's an argument to be made that this is like top tier football action on film. Because okay. it had all the Oliver Stoney things that he does well, right? So like crazy swooping cameras and like sure. weird angles and similar to what he did in Gladiator, right? Like all these crazy upshots that came around, like the camera was moving and the person was moving. It's like borderline disorienting, but it was kind of a really good, I think it's probably arguably might be the best version of what it was like to be in the football game, right? Because everything else was you're, you're a spectator. Stone being Stone brought right. you into the action. Like you, you felt like you were part of it. He's got the in camera stuff. He's got the in helmet stuff. Like there's a lot of parts in this where I, I think I can make a real argument for why it's probably the best football action in cinema, even though it's a sort of a fine movie. <laughs> I think that's fair. And if, if there's one thing I do remember about it is that you walked out like, well, that was some football. You know, yeah, like, it's like a football movie, man. Like it's yeah, all, yeah. all about football. And and again, all those things that he did in game were really neat. Like it's really neat. Like it was some Madden vert. It was like Madden football. Like you were like you were a player. Like he put you in there. It's it's dope. All that stuff is super dope. It's yeah. just you know the rest of the movie's kind of like meh. <laughs> That's about right. It's about yeah. right. Yeah. All right. That's it. So I it's pong time. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm down to two. I only have two left. Oh, there are three that we haven't talked about. So. I've got three for Pong and then like a little other thing I want to talk about at the end for Fast Five. All right. So first up, I'll go with uh, Nose About Cranium Weight. Nose About Cranium Weight. This feels, is this the concussion movie with Will Smith? Mm, no, that, oh yeah, that, that clue applies to both. No, this was meant as a Jerry Maguire. The average human head weighs eight pounds. That's or right. That's right. So I have, I have him in my bucket at the end and we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, I've got... <laughs> needed hard play. Hard play. Oh, uh, necessary roughness. I love this movie. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, that's uh, I, that. It's funny. That's on my list. Of, like, I haven't seen that. I, I want to rewatch. I uh, know I have seen it. I want to rewatch it because got Bacula and Sinbad. I remember finding Sinbad. it fun. Yeah, Kathy Ireland too, right? Kathy Ireland's the kicker in Sinbad. That's all you need yeah. to know. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next one. Everything's fine. Three times? I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, so that's got to be... Dazed and Confused? Yeah, yeah. It's footballish. Uh, sorry, I've told you it got stretchy for me very quickly. Okay, that's that's a little stretchy. Uh, so, can't see at all. The Blind Side, and that was my last one as well. No, Invincible. Oh, oh. Have you seen Can't Invincible? see? I have not seen it. Yeah, we couldn't. So, uh, so that's actually pretty good. This is the Mark Wahlberg one. It's actually pretty good. This is one of those stories where it's like, I, I just don't understand why there's not more movies like that one where it's like, oh, it's a true story of how a guy walked on and played for the Eagles. Like, there's so many of those at colleges and stuff. Just do those stories and then lie if they're not that interesting. Right. It's like the rookie. It's it's the yes. That's it. We there's this one dude. It's not he's not the biggest dude or the smartest dude or whatever, but he has a good little story to him. That's all you need. 90 straight minutes. Yeah, this is actually, when I was doing the research, this one kept coming up, and I was like, I should watch this. It's pretty, it's actually, that would be a good kid movie, because it's it's totally a Wahlberg, it's like a Wahlberg thing. It's a vehicle okay. for Mark Wahlberg to be Mark Wahlberg, so it's family friendly. Cool. Uh, the last one that I have in Pong is, my fi- my words are, a curriculum. A uh, curriculum. It's from 93. I have no idea. This is the program. Oh, I don't think I've seen this one. 
Whoa, that surprises me because it being from 93 feels like this would have been a thing. So the program is is a football movie. It's also a basically college is horrible movie. Um, this uh. is like the football version of Blue Chips, but it feels more like an 80s movie than a 90s movie to me. Like it's got a lot of dark stuff. It has like a very specifically well-known scene that involves a window and steroids. Uh, you know, it's kind of what it is. It's it's okay. dark. It's dark, but it's good. My friend, I have literally not. I I mean, I have I have a reference like Fast Times has a football scene in it. Uh, you know, I have Ace Ventura as a yacht. There's a you know, it's about football, but you know, I, I don't even know if there's a single football moment other than the kick. I almost almost wanted to put Wedding Crashers in here just because that's such a good football scene. But here's my little shtick at the end. So in a bucket, I've got fat. I've got five of them: Rudy, Jerry Maguire, The Blind Side, and and Draft Day. So I only got four, which are all not really football movies that are centered around football. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to write that list too, and because uh, when I was thinking about Rudy, and I was like, oh, it's pretty much like I couldn't come up with others. I had Draft Day as a. I don't really remember if there was a lot of football in it or not because they sort. You know, Draft Day is one of those movies like. Hour 40 minutes, I think, and the last 10 are absolutely great. And the first hour and a half is like, okay. Yeah, I was actually uh, was talking about that movie, and I forgot. I think it's longer than that. Like, I think the, the only – I remember not hating it, and I remember the la- the end of it. I was like, payoff was great. But I remember thinking while watching it, I'm like, this is taking an awfully long time. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> payoff is great, but way too oh, long time. Oh, boy. And it, it gave us – it was our, it was my first introduction to, to Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace because he's he was the best. Well said. There you go. All right. So – Football covered. Super Bowl, good luck. Cover was a gambling joke? Maybe. Uh, probably not. We're not sure. That said, <laughs> that said, uh, the following week, we've got Valentine's Day coming up, so we're going to do something in the romantic realm. We don't know what, unless you know. Do you know? I don't know. Something about love. Something about love. Speaking of love, we love you. Also speaking of you, or speaking of you, this is going off the rails quickly. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is the stuff that's left on the cutting room floor for more professional podcasts than ours. No, we're going to leave it in. I know. Uh, so we have some very exciting news that we're going to share with all of you lovelies next week. That said, be prepared that we might be asking you to do something, which is to follow our feed and subscribe somewhere new. We're not going to like shut this down. It's very very exciting. We're very very pumped. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. But you might have to go follow us somewhere else because, you know, the pod's growing, folks, and we love you for it.